Well, yesterday we started the show with this disastrous news out of Italy in which a far right nationalist group with individuals within it, like Georgia Maloney, who have neo fascist roots and origins in their sort of political lives are coming to power in Italy. And we also talked a little more broadly about the origins and the catalysts for this rightward shift in Italy. It shouldn't surprise us that in the 24 hours following the news of what's taking place in Italy, American right wingers who, of course, don't claim to be fascists or neo fascists or anything of the sort, have rallied behind Georgia Maloney in some cases without even actually knowing what her name is. Marjorie Taylor Greene referring to her as Georgia. Maybe she thinks it's a man. I don't really know, but we'll get to that in a moment. And saying that this is a great thing, that there is the rise of the right in Europe, which is not altogether wrong. In fact, we talked about that yesterday, but also pretending as though Georgia Maloney and her party are just kind of mainstream individuals rather than the extreme rightists that they are. So let's take a look at a couple of clips. First, here is Charlie Kirk on The Charlie Kirk Show saying this isn't fascism, Georgia Maloney and her ideology. This is middle of the road common sense. Mm. Take a listen here, of course, on the American media is Georgia Maloney being called a fascist on MSNBC. Yeah, they're all for democracy until somebody who they don't like wins. And then they call. Well, there's there's two different things here, right? You can be a fascist who won through democratic means. Now, she's not literally a fascist, but she was a member when she was younger of the youth front. That's a neo fascist. It's the youth wing of a neo fascist political party called the Italian social movement. It's it's not a question of opinion. It's what it is. That person, Mussolini, play cut thirty five. So the, the victory of a, a party that has its roots in Italian fascism, yeah. plain, plain and simple, uh, the, the Brothers of Italy, it's called, Giorgio Maloney's party, uh, is concerning to everybody. Uh, it, it accompanies, as you said, this move in Europe. Uh, who, who could think that in Sweden, uh, a p- party with right wing neo fascist roots would now be dominant in, in, in parliament? It's sweeping all across Europe and they can't figure out why it's not fascist. It's common sense. It's normal. It's middle of the road. It's about things that are eternally important, not about gender theory, postmodernist constructs, squashing the imperialist colonialist history. No, no, no. This is about things that transcend all of that. And this is a perfect example of exactly how these parties become popular. We talked about this yesterday. We 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 talked about exactly this. This is what they do. This is the type of stuff that they say. Oh, it, it, these are about the real issues. You've got to be afraid of immigrants from other countries. We've got to stop the gender stuff this, this, by saying that this is normal. He is proving exactly the point we made yesterday. The American political scene is going through the exact same thing now. In fact, you see the globalists. Ah, the globalists, the globalists. There it is. The uniparty, they have to do everything they possibly can to try and thwart this movement. Now, we're going to get back to that in a moment, but it was not just Charlie Kirk. Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeting congratulations to Giorgio Maloney and to the people of Italy, of course, just Another one of Marjorie Taylor Greene's typos, as usual, and radical and repugnant Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert tweeted, quote, this month, Sweden voted for a right wing government. Now, Italy voted for a strong right wing government. She has to acknowledge that in Italy, it's even further right, but she can't use the term neo fascist. The entire world is beginning to understand that the woke left does nothing but destroy November 8 is coming soon and the USA will fix our House and Senate. Let freedom reign. This is a hard right ideology that dabbles into neo fascism. Now, in the last 24 hours, there have been many enlightened centrists and others who have come out of the woodwork and said it's not really fascism. 
Georgia Maloney. It's it's the Brothers of Italy. It's not really fascism. No, but it has its origins in fascism. Maloney joined the youth front, which is the youth wing of the neo fascist political party, the Italian social movement, MSI, in 1992. They've taken these extreme nationalist positions, hardline against immigration, put out the Italian Navy to patrol the water and block migrants from arriving by sea. Vox has written that Maloney's victory will roll back minority rights, including the rights of women, LGBTQ people and migrants. It's the typical hard right package. The brothers of Italy use the insignia and the slogan God, country, family, which is an echo to its fascist predecessors. She's against abortion. She's against same sex marriage. She's against same sex parenting. She's against multiculturalism. In May of 2020, she praised Giorgio Almirante, who's the co-founder of the Italian social movement, which is that group that uh, uh, neo-fascist group I told you about. Um, Almirante was a Nazi collaborator and editor in chief of an anti-Semitic and racist magazine, which published something called the Manifesto of Race. There's a lot of this stuff. Um, uh, Maloney has praised the Italian dictator Mussolini as a, quote, good politician, the best of the last 50 years. That was in a French newscast in 1996. So this stuff is not just being made up out of thin air. This is the reality. And what's happening is a sort of rewriting of history. Some people don't really know that much about Italian fascism. Others are easily convinced that this is nothing to do with it. But the roots of this movement are Italian fascism. That's the reality. And so certainly you can make the case she is not a fascist per se. And I'm with you. But this is a hard right group with its origins in terms of the individuals that make it up in neo fascism and even worse. And it shouldn't shock us even for a second that the right wingers are jumping to defend it because they've openly, openly um, romanticized these types of movements during the Trump era. We have an incredible bit of news. The White House called a Trump rioter on January 6th. Uh Oh, why would that be the case? Well, let's see if we can figure this out. But this is blowing the lid off of yet another part of the Trump riot investigation. There's a CNN article that summarizes this quite well. Listen to this on January 6th at 434 p.m., a cell phone registered to a Capitol riot, a rioter who stormed the Capitol, got a phone call from a White House landline. Okay, CNN has obtained the records. Other news outlets have looked at the records. This happened. Okay, White House calls calls a Trump rioter on January 6th. The call lasts nine seconds. Hmm. Who placed the call from the White House? Well, we don't know right now because the White House has landlines and many people work at the White House. So we don't know. Could have been anybody who works at the White House. Okay, according to the records, the call came from a 202 number, which is the publicly available number for the White House. Doesn't show a specific extension, so we don't know uh, whose whose phone it came from. The call was placed in the late afternoon, right after Trump did the video message saying to the rioters, we love you, but go home. It's unclear, CNN writes, what, if any, connection exists between the White House and the rioter, including whether the call was made by mistake and whether the call went to voicemail. Mistake. That'd be quite a coincidental wrong number, quite a coincidental wrong number. Um, what else do we know about it? Well, we know who the call was made to. The cell phone belonged to a 26 year old Trump supporter from Brooklyn, New York, named Anton Lunick, who traveled to D.C. the night before with two friends, according to multiple sources familiar with the investigation. The three men attended the Stop the Steal rally on the ellipse and then with hundreds of others entered and illegally demonstrated inside the Capitol. They were charged. They pleaded guilty in April and they were sentenced um, earlier this month. All three declined to comment to CNN. According to multiple sources, Lunick says he doesn't remember getting that nine second call from the White House and says he doesn't know anyone who worked in the Trump White House. The phone call wasn't mentioned in Lunick's sentencing or in any court documents, and a spokesman for the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. has declined to comment. So what exactly does this mean? And there are a number of questions here. Number one, how do you not remember a phone call from the White House? 
you didn't get the call or you got it, but you don't remember what was said or they left you a voicemail or what you have no memory of it. That's different than I never received such a call. I have no memory of it. That's really weird. It's obviously very difficult to believe that it's a random coincidence. There's a riot going on. Trump says to the rioters that he loves them, but it's time to go home. One of the rioters is at the Capitol. And the White House, it's like a butt dial. Someone just happens to accidentally call the phone of the rioter. Doesn't really make sense. So it obviously leads to speculation. Could it be? Well, someone at the White House uh, was in touch with this rioter, meant to call the rioter on their cell phone, but realized they were using the White House line. And so they quickly hung up. Is that a possibility? Again, we're left to speculate because the official explanations so far don't make absolutely any sense. Uh, This particular rioter, Lunick, was seen in the background of an individual named Baked Alaska's live stream from Jeff Merkley's office on January 6th. They had broken into Jeff Merkley's office. Lunick, you can see in the background of a Baked Alaska live stream. Is it possible someone at the White House was watching the stream, saw Lunick, was like, oh, that's the guy we've been in touch with, or I know that guy or something. Uh, the other speculation is Lunick agreed to cooperate to some degree for a lighter sentence. Is that related to why there seems to be no comment from anybody and not much of a desire seemingly to get to the bottom of who it is from the White House that called Lunick? Only questions right now. But the fact that someone from the White House called this guy on the day of the riots raises all new sets of questions about the connections between the Trump White House and the rioters, not generally. Right. Of course, you can say, well, generally they were like, we'll make a speech and we'll say, let's walk down to Pennsylvania, walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. And some of these people are going to follow. Okay, fine. We knew that this is about the specific connection between an individual at the White House and this particular rioter on that exact day. Will we ever know what happened? Yeah, I think we actually will. I think it's likely that we will get to the bottom of this multiple news agencies working on it, but it doesn't look good. What do you believe is the explanation for this phone call? Let me know. You can find me on Twitter at D Pacman. One of our sponsors today is busy box child. I know that there are many parents in our audience. This is for you. BusyBox Child offers really great subscription boxes for kids filled with sensory toys that will help your toddler to elementary age child stay off screens and do some really interesting stuff. Technology use by kids is at an all time high, especially after the pandemic. Playing off of screens is really critical for development, for cognitive development, social, emotional well-being for kids. It's an ideal opportunity for parents to engage with kids as well. Carolyn is the founder of Busy Box Child. She's a mom and a child clinical psychologist who designs all the boxes that you receive. Busy Box Child offers monthly sensory kits with different themes for each season, or you can get a monthly sand bin subscription for hours and hours of fun. Check out their mini jars and mini kits for playtime on the go. Busy Box Child is a small business that supports the David Pakman show. Support them. Go to busyboxchild.com and use the code Pakman for 10% off. You can find the info in the podcast notes. The science tells us that one of the best ways to get consistent deep sleep is lowering your core body temperature. When your body stays cooler at night, you're more comfortable and your sleep is better. Our sponsor, Sleep Me, is the home of Chili Sleep, the customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that can improve your sleep by keeping you cooler at night. There are three different Chili Sleep systems there's the Uller, the Cube, and the new Dock Pro with double the cooling power. All three systems are water based, temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you with your ideal sleep temperature. You can go as cool as 55 degrees. You can go really hot if you want. I keep mine at 60. Beautiful temperature for me. Don't wake up hot and sweaty. Chilly sleep keeps me asleep all night. It feels great. I didn't know it was possible to love sleeping even more than I already did. Go to sleep.me slash Pacman to learn more. 
and get 25% off your new Chili Sleep system, click on our Chili Sleep link in the podcast notes to start staying cool at night. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10% off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P.com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. The David Pacman show is, of course, an audience supported program. We do an extra show every day for our members. It's called the bonus show. We cover more stories. I'm joined by producer Pat every single weekday, and you can sign up easily for the member show uh, and the bonus show. Both of them. We do a member show as well, which is a commercial free version of the daily show available hours earlier than we publicly release the show. Get all of it and more by signing up at joinpacman.com. I believe the normal membership prices are very, very affordable. However, we also offer uh, coupon codes, no means testing. Just if you want the discount, take the discount. You can use the coupon code indict to get yourself a tidy little discount at joinpacman.com. You know, yesterday we had clips from this Texas Tribune event in which California Governor Gavin Newsom was striking the exact right tone and moral clarity when it comes to Republican Governor Ron DeSantis's Martha's Vineyard immigrant stunt. Uh, Gavin Newsom correctly pointing out this is disgusting. This is using people. This is bullying. And I'm against this. I'm against this. And I believe that he did a great job of using the right language and tone that Democrats need to use. Let's not shy away from the fact that the left does have the moral high ground on most issues. Um, when compared to these completely amoral right wingers. Well, I have another clip from that very same event, and it's of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. And again, I've mentioned yesterday, I mentioned there are certain people right now in the Democratic Party that know how to talk about these issues. Gavin Newsom is one of them. I've talked about Katie Porter. To some degree, we've talked about Stacey Abrams and Jamie Raskin. Pete Buttigieg is also one of those folks. And here is Pete talking about the Ron DeSantis stunt. We need more Democrats talking about issues in this way. Take a look at this. Obviously, there are issues with the border and with migration. But these are the kinds of stunts you see from people who don't have a solution. Right. Like, where have these Lee Governor DeSantis was in Congress? Where was he when they were debating immigration reform? What have any of these people done to be part of the solution? So, you know, I get if you're after attention, it's one thing to call attention to a problem. When you have a course of action, as, as some of the folks here speaking up about an issue, exercising their First Amendment rights have done, or in, in elected office, it's another to just call attention to a problem because the problem is actually more useful to you than the solution, and that helps you call attention to yourself. Correct. And that's what's going on. And the problem, of course, it's one thing if that was just people being obnoxious, but human beings are being impacted by that. You flee a communist regime in Venezuela, you come here, and then somebody tricks you, somebody using Florida taxpayer money for some reason, tricks you into going from Texas to Massachusetts. It's, it's, it's not just ineffectual. It is hurting people in order to get attention. It is morally depraved what was done. In other words, we need more Democrats talking about issues in this way. What Gavin Newsom and Mayor Pete, 
Secretary of Transportation. He'll always be Mayor Pete to some degree. What Newsom and Mayor Pete capture here is the essence of how bad faith these Republicans are. I joke around about, you know, this guy has upper management written all over him. There is some sense that Pete Buttigieg is not going to peak at Secretary of Transportation because he is really good at this. And unfortunately, we still have a situation where people judge him for who he loves. The fact that he's married to a guy. I believe that that is going to be a diminishing impediment for Mayor Pete over time. I don't know how soon and I don't know how quickly. But what's interesting is I actually have some sort of center center right. I have some sort of like socially liberal, but typically Republican voting friends for fiscal reasons who, you know, they like Mitt Romney, for example. They they kind of like McCain uh, who like Pete, not because they agree or disagree so much with his social views or his economic views, but because they feel that he strikes the right tone and brings the right energy and is of an interesting generation to be in a position of power. And so I actually believe that particularly as quite frankly, overt homophobia hopefully continues to diminish. I think Pete Buttigieg has a real shot at a higher office than where he is now, which is secretary of transportation, doing a really good job there. And I'm glad to see more Democrats actually talking about issues in this way. It's necessary. We have the moral high ground. There's no reason to lose the rhetoric game. It's just we have to know how to talk about the issues. And some of these guys and gals absolutely do. Hey, you're going to love this. An OAN host brutally attacks me, tags the wrong David Pakman on Instagram, tagging a scam account, misspells my name and is generally totally triggered. Here's the backstory of this. Few weeks ago, I did a story about OAN host Allison Steinberg. Alison Steinberg had a conspiracy theory about her nest thermostat. I guess she rents an apartment. She moved into the apartment. There was a nest thermostat, which like every nest thermostat knows when you walk by. She calls it. It's tracking her in her home. And she presented all sorts of unproven conspiracy theories. I did a segment on it. Okay, so that that was the, the video that I did. We just showed you a screenshot of it. So Alison Steinberg is furious with me. And she now has done a segment on OAN. Imagine that this is Trump's darling OAN attacking me. You'll notice my name isn't even spelled correctly on the entire thing. Let's get into it. And what's sad is she's so confused about these thermostats. She doesn't understand how they work. Take a look at this. I think you're going to like this as a nest thermostat installed, which I didn't really think much of until I noticed it just started adjusting the temperature when I wasn't home. Now, that's a feature you can turn on and off. Okay, I've had Nest thermostats for a year there. There's a learning option where you go, hey, pay attention to my activity and whether I'm home, which it knows by whether you walk by in front of the thermostat. And adjust for maximum efficiency, lower the temperature or or allow it to go up, depending on whether it's winter or summer. This is just a feature. You can turn it on and off. When I realized this device has the ability to actually sense your whereabouts, it immediately led me to believe that this is yet another system that will soon be required in probably every new home that's built, which I personally find deeply disturbing. Now, it's just home sense. That's what it's called. You you can tell it sense when I'm home or not. You can turn it off. It's no big deal. And it was then that I made this video expressing my concerns over the technology. But instead of playing you my video, I'm just going to go ahead and show you a video of my video. (laughs) That's right. David Pakman, a soy infused triggered leftist. Soy infused. What I had to say about. You know, what's funny is I I don't really eat soy. I I mean, every once in a while I have, you know, like Mapo tofu. But where, where is this soy thing coming from? Smart thermostats tracking you was so preposterous. It was preposterous that he made a whole video making fun of me for thinking that globalists were tracking me. Watch. Oh, and please, while you're watching, make note of his extremely and utterly pathetic attempt at an Alex Jones impression. Yeah. Okay. so 
Then she plays my entire clip, which we're going to skip over because you already know my clip. I'm not going to play her playing my clip. Okay, so and then now we get back to her commentary and you just have to listen to this stuff. David, we get it. You think I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearing Alex Jones worshiping weirdo. Yes. Which I actually take as a massive compliment. So thank you <laughs> ever so much. But what if I- She's just saying, I actually am all of those things. I were to tell you, David, that not only was Alex Jones right, but so was Allison Steinberg. Mm. Well, when thousands of XL customers in Colorado tried adjusting their thermostats Tuesday, they learned they couldn't. Denver 7 consumer investigator Jacqueline Allen talked with some of those customers. Jacqueline, they're upset they had no control over the temp in their Ooh. own home. That's right. And, you know, Excel is calling, calling this a rare energy emergency. And, yes, they took over tens of thousands of smart thermostats here in Colorado. For the first time, there was nothing homeowners could do about it. Well, shucks. Now, Allison Steinberg is so clueless that she doesn't understand that's a voluntary Colorado rewards program. It's it's not mandatory. Do you understand what you're signing up for? OK, in Colorado, they have this program where if you opt in with your smart thermostat, it's your choice. Freedom. OK, if you opt in to let them set your temperature during so-called energy emergencies, you get a hundred dollar credit and twenty five bucks a year. It's optional. There's no there's no subterfuge. People chose to do that. Are the people too dumb to understand what they're even signing up for? Well, that may be the case, but it's not really a conspiracy. What do you know? Looks like conspiracy theorists win again. (laughs) Now, what do you have to say for yourself, David? I, I just said it. This is a program people chose to participate in. I think you owe me an apology. Along with about 22,000 other people. Oh my God. Tallarico tried to crank up the AC. I mean, it was 90 out, and it was right during the peak period. That's when he found out he had no control of his thermostat. A message from Excel on his thermostat saying temperature locked during an energy emergency. And our thermostat was locked in at 78 or 79. Turns out he's not alone. Excel confirms to contact number seven. 22,000 customers were locked out of their smart thermostats for hours on Tuesday because they opted into the program by choice to get a hundred bucks and then 25 a year. To me, an emergency means there is, you know, life limb or, you know, some other danger out there, some limb, massive wildfires. He says he had no idea locked thermostats came with that, and it's not what he signed up for. It just doesn't sit right with us to not be able to control our own. It quite literally is what he signed up for. Thermostat in her house. You see, David, when I say globalists, I'm not just referring to the top 1% upper echelons of society. Ah. I'm also talking about all of their minions who are too dumbed down to figure out what's going on and are complicit in aiding said globalists and carrying out and ushering in their agenda. I guess that's me. And by agenda, I mean creating a spy state and a social credit system all to keep you safe. Can you imagine? They sell it as convenience. Oh, look how cool this is. You don't have to worry about remembering to turn off your air anymore. Save money on your outrageously high energy bills. Do you think she's figured out that these are just settings on her nest and she can turn all of them off? You have Democrats and let your smart thermostat shut off while you're away. The same people who are creating the problem are selling you the solution. Big tech and private companies are teaming up to put you in a high tech social credit score prison. And it's honestly not even really a conspiracy at this point. Now that we have dictators like Governor Greaseball telling us when we can and can't use our AC and home appliances. And today. So she cuts to Gavin Newsom. The funny thing is, this has nothing to do with just Democratic governors. Texas is, you know, Texas has this ERCOT system where they've decided to isolate their electrical grid. And so there's storms in the winter and nobody has power. It's crazy what Texas has done. Texas's energy grid, patriotic, independent, their energy company, they did the same thing. Okay, they they did the exact same thing. And we covered it at the time. Texas's largest energy companies say they adjust some customers thermostats due to grid conditions. Consumers say they weren't aware they opted into such a program. It's the same thing with the Republican governor. It's user error. The customers don't know what the hell they're opting into. And she wants to pretend it's globalish 
and Gavin Newsom and Democrats. It's just user error and people who don't know what the hell they're doing. And tomorrow afternoon after 4 p.m., in particular 4 p.m., please turn your thermostat up to 78 degrees or higher and avoid to the extent possible using any really large appliances. Now, since we've determined that Alex Jones is more often than not pretty much always right. Remember, she made fun of me for saying that she's just an Alex Jones wannabe. And now this is the third time in the video she says Alex Jones is right about basically everything. Let's go ahead and take a little trip back to 2004. All right. So then she goes to a report from Alex Jones. Let's now get to the final part of this, which is Allison's advice to me. Well, there you have it, folks. I don't know what more you need to see. They started cultivating this technology decades ago, and the creators are literally telling you exactly what they're doing. But sure, go ahead, David. Keep drinking your soy and getting your poison shots and believing everything the media tells you. Whatever you do, definitely don't question anything, ever. I'm questioning this. But if you do see this video, I would just like to make a couple of very small requests. One, please stop uploading my content so you can monetize it. I could say the same to you. I believe you owe me some cash now, along with your apology. And two, for the love of God, stop playing your pre-recorded sound bites impersonating Alex Jones, because quite frankly, they suck and you sound nothing like him. Ooh. If you're going to make fun of someone, at least do a decent job. Okay. Oh, and last thing, your button-up sweater vests have got to go. I don't have any button-up sweater vests. I, I don't know what she's talking about. You're already affiliated with the party who's in support of maps. So I would hate for people to think that you're one of them. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there is Alison Steinberg. And by the way, maps is like minor attracted persons. It's like a code word for pedophile, which is uh, it's sort of their playbook. Just call anybody you disagree with a pedophile. So extraordinarily interesting stuff. And one other little funny note in her post, she tags an account called David Pakman show fan with no followers that she thinks is me. And she couldn't even tag. I mean, it's crazy. Every detail is crazy. She tagged a spam impersonation account of me when she uploaded this video. Scary stuff. We'll have this clip on our Instagram at David Pakman show. I often have a very hectic schedule and I don't always have the time to plan the exact nutrition of all of my meals. But our sponsor, Athletic Greens, just makes it easy to make sure I'm getting the nutrients I want. I've been using it for almost a year now, and it's great. AG one by Athletic Greens is a delicious plant based blend of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and probiotics from whole food sources. If I have just one small scoop of AG one a day, I know I'm getting the nutrition and nutrients that I want that support all of the things that are important to me. The only alternative would be to take 20 different vitamin pills and things every day. I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. AG one is super tasty. You can put it in a smoothie. I drink it straight. I just like the veggie taste of it. Achieving good nutrition and feeling your best does not have to be complicated. You can make AG one part of your daily routine the way I have done. When you go to athleticgreens.com slash Pacman, you will get a one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. That's athleticgreens.com slash Pacman for a one year supply of vitamin D. The link is in the podcast notes. Something in your home that you use every day contributes to deforestation and climate change, and that's toilet paper. In the U.S. alone, over 30 million trees each year are required to meet toilet paper demands, contributing to deforestation, soil erosion, devastating loss of biodiversity. Our sponsor, Real Paper, makes sustainable toilet paper that is 100 percent made from bamboo. A bamboo stock keeps growing. It can be harvested forever. It means that the soil and the ecosystem aren't disrupted. No carbon removing trees are cut down. The paper industry has a massive effect on deforestation and climate change. But you alone using bamboo toilet paper can make a positive impact because for the toilet paper that just one American uses in their lifetime, hundreds of trees are required. Put an end to that right now with real paper. The best part is the stuff is really great. It's just normal soft toilet paper. 
Real Paper loves The David Pakman Show. They're giving my audience 30% off your first order and free shipping. When you go to realpaper.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman at checkout, that's R-E-E-L paper.com slash Pacman. Use the code Pacman at checkout for 30% off and free shipping. The link is in the podcast notes. Today, we are going to be speaking to another 2022 candidate, and we will be speaking with Republican Allison Hayden. Uh, Allison Hayden is running for Congress in California's 14th district against Eric Swalwell, the current Democratic congressman from California's 15th congressional district, now running in the 14th due to redistricting. Uh, Allison, it's great to have you on. I really appreciate your time. Good morning. Hi. So indulge me, if if you will, because there are such diverse views about this among Republican candidates running. I've been starting with what may be a simple question. And if it is, that's great. And we can move on. Who is currently the president of the United States? <laughs> Joe Biden. OK. And do you believe that his presidency reflects the will of the people as they voted in 2020? Uh, I doubt it. I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know where you doubt it. Uh, I would say with so much controversy around election integrity, which is actually my first, um, I think, mandate when I get in is really to clean up our election processes mm. that there are too there are too many questions. It's really not for me to I'm not on the inside of that. So. Well, you did retweet a meme that says Trump won. So it seems something made you believe that that you do know who actually won. Right. So you, you tweeted a meme that says Trump won. What makes you think Trump won? Well, you know, I live in Northern California and so many people, even Democrats, told me they voted Trump. So the numbers didn't seem to reflect my experience. And so so some Democrats just, just, told you just is my, you know, yeah, in my own interactions with people. I mean, Trump did get six million votes. So certainly you could have been talking to some of those six million. That's certainly, not really evidence yes. of fraud, is it? No, I'm not. Uh, I will say I went in and I was an observer in the processing of votes. OK. And there were big problems with that. Like what? And I even called out uh, I I witnessed uh, a vote being called for Newsom that I could clearly see was not Newsom on the ballot. OK, but in terms of you, tweet, so, you so tweeted are, that Trump won, you tweeted that Trump won. What do you have no, to believe that saying, we're okay. talking election integrity? Yeah. So I, I think there are questions with the vote. OK. And, and we and, need for for everyone you know, that's that's the basis of our Constitution is the sovereignty of the people. Fair. So Absolutely. That should be the first and foremost, um, you know, concern on every American heart that 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 be assured. And I'm, with you 100%. I'm with you 100 percent. I'm with you 100 percent. Now, right. when I see the numbers and I say, you know, there are so many more Democrats in California than Republicans that we know from voter registration. And Joe Biden won California by five million votes. You tweeted that Trump won, but it's because a few Democrats you spoke to said they voted for Trump. That that sounds weak a little bit, doesn't it, Allison? No. Well, you know what? When you have a vote that is uh, perhaps um, compromised, so are the registrations. Actually, anything electronic we, we need to run through all the voter rolls because there are, you know, we don't really know what's real. So, wow. so you think even so the voter registration know, is uh, about inaccurate. the veracity of what is being touted as, uh, you know, representative of Republicans or Democrats. But let me just say from the outset, David, that uh, I am not a waving a party banner. I think that Americans are hurting. This is not the election or the time in America to be caring about political party membership. Mm. I think that I rejected the Republican Party endorsement. I want to 
represent Republican values that made this country strong. And those that's what I care about. So I want to clean up the vote and voter rolls because that's that is, you know, the voice of the people is what represents this country's freedoms. And, you know, we have to get to the bottom of that. We so, do. But the, I guess the issue I'm having, Allison, and this is why yes. I'm so interested in talking to you is. If you want to be taken seriously on that, it mm-hmm. seems as though some of the things you're repeating on your Twitter don't really make it so that someone would take you seriously. I'll give you another, another example. Yesterday, you retweeted a meme indicating that 25,000 dead people voted in Michigan. That's been looked at. The, that, that's just not true. Why, why would you retweet that if you're so serious about this? You know, Twitter for me is as much about raising awareness and about uh, people really rethinking all of these things. Because, you know, again, I saw that um, actually today I just saw that the Secretary of State Benson had uh, voted to keep 26,000 dead people on on the voter roll. So we have problems. Okay, that's the long and short of it. And Twitter I use as education and to bring awareness and to bring discussion. We need to have discourse about it and it ferrets out more information. You know, when you throw things into the public square, I, this whole notion of discourse, this is what is lost in America. And this is what made us strong. Iron. But Allison, I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt, but you're, you're going so off track. Do you, how many dead people do you believe voted in Michigan? You know, I again, I'm not on the inside. I could not speak to that question. So but how did you why were you clearly, comfortable no, retweeting it's time something for us to all look at the voter rolls? Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of Dr. Douglas Frank's interview. Uh, his actually has been going around the country showing us what he discovered. And he's done just on public information um, watching and he has the voter rolls for the last 20 years. He's He's potentially criminally in possession of voting machines and is being investigated by the FBI. I don't know that that Douglas Frank is the person I would look to on this, but in the interest, I'm not sure the FBI is where I would look to for for confidence either. Oh, are you a supporter of law enforcement? You know, I am definitely. But you know what? We have I think what's been exposed in America is its underbelly. And we have many problems across many institutions. And this is the hour to clean up America, not to shore up anything that has has uh, fallen. You know, when you have humans leading institutions, you can expect that there's going to, you know, eventually things get corrupted. And we have seen how many of these institutions that we have counted on, relied on, have have problems. And as much as the voter rolls, same with the intelligence agencies, we need to and law enforcement. I live in Alameda. There are there is by the sheriff's office itself admitting how corrupt things have become. So. You know, instead of trying to defend something, let's all come together, unite to fix it. The problem is, Allison, this is for the American people. This is not about party politics. It's very wishy washy to insist on coming together to fix things without being able to demonstrate that they need fixing. And I'll give you an example. There is no evidence whatsoever that anyone other than Joe Biden easily won in California. There is no evidence at all that the voter rolls in California are off. There is no evidence that dead people voted in Michigan. There is no evidence that the FBI investigation of Mike Pillow and Frank that you mentioned is anything other than a completely legal and well-established investigation. It's very easy to just say, let's just come together and we let's just let's just fix it. But when you're wanting to fix things without being able to provide proof that they're broken, it doesn't feel like it's a good faith position. When people are in control of what is said to be true or not, and they themselves are the corrupt ones, we don't know. So your claims 
coming from them, from from people in positions who themselves may be the ones but that I'm are not corrupt. making claims. Well, you're saying I'm, I'm saying, saying you're you're making the claim. You're making the claim and showing no evidence about. I'm sorry. You're making the claims, extraordinary claims, and providing no evidence. America is shouting for truth in voting. Okay, the confidence of the American voter is completely eroded, and we need to fix it. Right. We need to shore up everyone's confidence, and that's Democrats, Republic, every every political stripe. Americans are Americans, and we stand here. And our borders are impacted because the world wants to come here and live and to have the freedoms that we possess. All right. And it is our duty as Americans to make sure those freedoms are, are stand strong. And we, we need to do that and not try to defend something. We All need right. to go in. If there's no problem, what's the problem? That's that's my question to you. Listen, let me let me ask you something else, Allison, because I know, you know, we want to focus on evidence. You tweeted that Antifa rioters were actually the ones breaking into the Capitol on January 6th and that MAGA patriots were trying to pull them away from going into the building. You don't honestly believe that now, do you? I'm not sure I tweeted that. You did. You tweeted uh, it. You tweeted it uh, January 8th, 2021. We can provide the citation there. There were provocateurs. Well, I mean, please send me that tweet. I would love to see it. Sure. Um, I mean, I tweet a lot of things, but do you I mean the things you tweet? There were provo- there were provocateurs there, and they were in the crowd, and they were, you know, Ray Epps was Oath Keepers. He's uh, known to be an FBI uh, associated person. There is absolutely no evidence that Ray Epps is an FBI associated person. Up the fervor the night before, and that has so been completely the, debunked, I mean, Allison. Just, That's been completely debunked. Is. Allison, do you mean the things you tweet? As I said, I use tweets also to to get people to talk about subjects which are not settled. We need to clean up America. Allison, if do you believe going, that the seven hundred going on, David? Would you not want it sorted out? I would. Would you not want those people brought to justice? Is there any evidence whatsoever that you have that the 700 Trumpist defendants from the Capitol riots were not genuinely Trumpists? Any evidence? Well, do you have any evidence they weren't? Yes. Their social media records, their social media histories, the things that law enforcement found in their homes, their communications, their uh, overt statements about their political views. We have we have all of that. Do you have anything to suggest that none you of know that is what? real? People went to Washington on January 6th because they questioned the vote. That's telling you that there are many Americans who are not comfortable with the way it went down. But my question so was, do you have any evidence that they're yeah. not really Trumpists? Yeah. Allison, yeah. hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah. You're answering quest different questions. Do I told you why I believe they Those are Trumpists people went there? No, they dragged out things. You can put you, a different frame on any evidence. Not you a have. frame, not yes, a frame. Hold can. on a second. Hold yeah. on a second. Allison. Anybody can. You can you can paint a picture that is completely divorced from reality by by cherry picking evidence. So is it cherry picking to say that the rioters had exclusively pro Trump social comments. media histories? Look, a grandmother is there in jail. People that just cared. And they showed up and they dragged those people before. So this is not okay. This is not America. Those people have a right to First Amendment to to confront their government when they have a question. But wait a second, Allison. Hold on a second. Wait a second, Allison. Allison, hold on a second. Allison. No, you first said, hold on a second, Allison. Wait a second. Wait a second. Nobody's going to be able to hear you unless we can each take a turn. You first said. You don't believe they were really MAGA Trump people. And now you're saying no, they had. Ev- Hold on. Let me that. finish you the put question that in though. my mouth. Please don't feed things into my mouth. Everyone out there had I don't I can't characterize. I don't know them. I have never met those 700 people. I can't tell you what they were or were not, but they were out there, made the trip because they were concerned about the vote. So you agree that they were Trumpists? That doesn't make you a Trumpist. That makes you an American concerned about the sovereignty of your vote. 
Almost no Democrats were concerned about the election. I'm sorry. That makes you an American. Wow. Allison, you know, you sound dis- completely disconnected from reality, right? Like completely well, your disconnected. reality, certainly your reality, the empirical perhaps. one for which we have no, evidence. No, there's nothing more empirical to yours than mine. Really? You have no right to to all of a sudden stand on a high horse. Of there's reality. no horse here. No zebra, when, no nothing. Look, look you know, now. Allison, when I'm you ask me what you, makes me believe something, the, the difference, Allison, me. is it when you ask me. When you ask me what, what makes you will, but that's just not no. Hold on a second, but here. Allison, wait a second. Let's and see if I can get a word in edgewise, agree. Allison. When you ask me why I hold a certain belief, I give you the evidentiary reasons why. When I ask you why you hold a belief, you tell me, "Well, we don't know," or you answer a different question. You you never provide any evidence. Do you see the difference between my beliefs and yours? You're claiming evidence. The evidence is a, is a pe- the people that showed up. Okay, that's evidence. Is the Trumpists right that showed up and rioted because they were mad. You know what? People showed up at the Capitol right because the president said, "If you have questions, you come out." be an American. This was not to raid the Capitol, which they did, though. but they no. did that. You know what? There were infiltrators there. So the, the rioters were not the Trumpists who were concerned about the vote. Is that right? I am not a person that was is able to make any determination about the people. All I know is that there were infiltrators there that were whipping people up. And and trying to get things wow. going. Wow. So, Allison, you're scaring me. I'm scared for well, the future of our nation. Really, genuinely. It is, and we should be. That's what that's what this is all about. Yeah. No, I this mean, if, exactly if folks were to vote for you, I would be very scared. We should have fear about this. This is why we need to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. This is exactly the reason is to save America. This is not Trump or anything else. All right. Well, you've heard it here from Allison Hayden. It's not about Trump. It's about America. Your choices in the 14th district and the rights. Your choices in the 14th district are Allison Hayden and Eric Swalwell. That election will be just weeks away. Allison, we're going to be watching that race very closely. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you very much. The David Pakman Show's longest running sponsor is Blinkist, the app that takes thousands of nonfiction books, boils each of them down into an explainer you can read or listen to in 15 minutes. Blinkist also condenses episodes of popular podcasts into 15 minute explainers. I've been using Blinkist for years to supplement the books I read. I love reading. I I read all the time. But there's even more books I don't have time to read. And you can often find those nonfiction books on Blinkist and consume the entire thing in 15 minutes. My favorite new feature on the app is Blinkist Connect, which lets you share your Blinkist premium account with someone else. You basically get two accounts for the price of one. And then you can also share Blinkist books and podcasts between users. I have a joint Blinkist premium account. With my girlfriend, Blinkist Connect lets us sync together what books and podcasts we're listening to on Blinkist sparks many interesting discussions. We just listened to Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power, the new version. Robert Greene, super interesting writer, find his books fascinating. You can try Blinkist free for seven days and get 25 percent off a premium subscription at Blinkist.com slash David Pakman. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash David Pakman to get Blinkist free for seven days and 25 percent off a subscription. The link is in the podcast notes. One thing that's really popular among Republicans right now is to take positions and support policy ideas that are really common to parts of the world that we often don't aspire to be like by we. I mean, these very Republicans don't and also that are playing coy with the ideas and policies of extreme dictators and authoritarians. And the latest idea is that Donald Trump has been on a kick about executing drug dealers, putting drug dealers to death. 
Trump has now started fundraising off of this idea. He talks about it regularly at his rallies. So let's start there. Here's just one example. Trump has seized on this because I guess some in the crowd seem to kind of like it. They kill 500 people during a lifetime. And I think it's much worse than that. I think that's only what we hear about. It would stop. If you didn't get it down 75, 80, 90 percent from day one, I'd be surprised. And these committees that they set up, it's laughable. It's a horrible thing. We would solve that problem so fast. And I'm calling on Republicans and Democrats immediately to institute, to get to Washington and institute the death penalty for drug dealers. You will no longer have a problem. There it is. Kill the drug dealers. And as you all probably know by now from years of following this guy, when he seizes on something, he really seizes on it. And of course, the ideal thing would be, can I make some money off of it? And indeed, Donald Trump is now sending out fundraising emails about this. Donald J. Trump dot com sent out an email called the death penalty. And when you look inside the email, it's another one of these fake polls. And what I mean by that is it looks like a poll. They want you to take a survey, but it's actually a fundraising pitch. Do you agree that drug dealers should face the death penalty? Yes or no? Thank you, Team Trump. Take the survey now. You know, capital punishment for drug trafficking is something that some countries do have. Now, it's rarely because you got caught selling some pot on the street, but there are countries that have extremely severe punishments for drug dealing and drug trafficking. But I'm going to tell you what some of those countries are. And they are typically countries that Republicans say are backwards. This is what they say. Republicans say these are backwards countries that the U.S. should not be trying to be like. These are the countries that have the death penalty, capital punishment for drug trafficking. They include Bahrain and Bangladesh, Egypt, Iran and Iraq, Jordan, Kuwait, Libya, North Korea, Qatar, Pakistan, Syria. You get the idea. These are not exactly countries that Republicans say should be the guiding light for how the United States should operate. And the the sort of I don't know that I want to call it funny. The sad thing to some degree is that many of the ideas that Republicans like are only seen in these authoritarian type countries, often Muslim authoritarian countries. You know, when right wingers uh, uh, sort sort of are titillated by this idea of uh, Christian nationalism, a Christian version of Sharia law and a total melding of their religion and civil government. The countries that are like that tend to be countries Republicans don't like, right? I mean, it's it's Saudi Arabia, it's Iran. It's you get the picture. And so when you say to Republicans, the models for what you're talking about are these countries, they well, no, 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 no. Those countries are no good. But here it would be good if we did it. But it's because this is this would be with Christianity that we would do it. They're doing it with Islam. Shockingly, more and more Republican ideas sound like the ideas of these authoritarian dictatorial countries. And now Donald Trump has seized on let's kill drug dealers. And by the way, this idea of every drug dealer kills 500 people, it's absurd. I mean, it's truly absurd. Nobody has been able to actually find any evidence backing that up. And now Donald Trump is trying to fundraise off of it. Let's take a look at a so-called lawyer apparently trying to defend and represent her client. I'm going to play some videos for you of Donald Trump lawyer Alina Habba. Alina Habba doesn't know what's going on, apparently, because she's going back to this old idea that the FBI might have planted evidence at Mar-a-Lago. Now, I know you must be saying, David, we're like weeks into this thing. We got beyond that. Trump said, yes, he had the documents, but he declassified them telepathically, potentially. Why are they going back to the evidence might have been planted? It's because it's just a circle of nonsense. There were no documents. They were there, but planted by the FBI. They were there because Trump declassified them and wanted them for his library slash memoirs slash to read. But they weren't actually there because the FBI planted. It's just a circle. It just it's like a Mobius strip of absurdity. Here is Alina Habba. Take a listen to this. Well, do you have evidence that the FBI might have uh, planted planted something, anything at Mar-a-Lago seven weeks ago? You know what we know, and I'm not going to speak into details because because you don't have any evidence. 
even the initial. Do you have evidence? You know what we know, and I'm not going to speak about details. The answer is you have no evidence that anything was planted. It would obviously be confidential yes. and go to the defense of the case. Um, the yeah. attorney's handling it, which I am not. But as I have said on the show before, um, I think the concern is that we have recordings of these agents going in and then we were not permitted to watch the agents. In we see agents go in, we see agents come out and we just don't know what of what they took out was actually brought in by them. But but do you have any evidence? But though no evidence, but we just we saw them go in and we saw them come out. Marilago go into his office space, for instance, or his home, his bedroom or Melania's closet. And that is incredibly concerning. Another thing is they came in with equipment, with bags. So you never know. Uh -oh. Unfortunately, the client they brought bags that word politically has led us to believe that we can't really uh, be sure that they're following the rule of law at any point. And that's the most concerning thing, I think, for all Americans right now. And understand the wishy washy language. We don't know what they did in there. We don't know whether they're following the rule of law. Do you? It's the same thing with the voter fraud stuff. Do you have specific evidence to suggest a belief X rather than we've not been able to rule X out? But but do you do you have any evidence of X? What leads you to believe that Trump might have actually won Georgia? Well, listen, we just don't know who won. There's irregularities and we don't know who won. And it's always good. Do you have a reason to believe that Trump specifically got more votes than Biden in Georgia? We don't know what we're calling for is a full investigate. Well, but we an investigation has been done. It's the exact same thing here. Do you have evidence? We don't know what went on. The FBI brought equipment and they weren't on camera during the search in Trump's office. Ah, OK. Uh, asked what Donald Trump is doing now, I guess. She says Trump's handling the investigation by playing golf. Uh, but at some point, Elena, this has got to take a toll on just somebody's psyche. Uh, all these lawsuits, all these jurisdictions. Uh, how's he doing? I I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but you know, they, and, and when I say everybody, I mean the DNC, the left <laughs> wing <Right. laughs> uh, attackers. But I can tell you, I was with him a couple of days ago. He is his usual self. He is in great spirits. He is, you know, out there working. He is on the golf course. He is doing what he would normally do. The framing is like he's a victim. Is he still in good spirits despite this horrible thing that's being done to him? Folks, this is a guy being investigated as a possible criminal. And um, quite honestly, really optimistic for the midterm elections <laughs> and optimistic for the country's future post Biden regime. Right. Um, and I regime. think that's what makes a leader. You can't get down when the country is failing and you're under siege. You have. Right. So anyway, you might be wondering, why would a lawyer do this? This lawyer, Alina Habba, who's been increasingly uh, uh, present in media. Why would why would just a lawyer take this as a job? You have to understand she's primarily like a political actor. And if you look at her Instagram, you actually see she calls herself a patriot uh, and a litigator with the American flags. Her pictures are with Trump, her going to Mar-a-Lago and uh, posting propaganda about Trump, posting pictures with Trump, posting a picture at one point with I'm not even going to show it, but like with her kid, her kids wearing a Trump hat. This is primarily an individual acting as a political actor, not as a lawyer. And she actually said, I'm not one of the people representing Trump in the legal proceedings here. She's representing Trump on television. And it's absolutely and completely pathetic. I got a voicemail uh, from an astrologist. Now, I don't believe in any of this stuff. But here is an astrologist explaining how Donald Trump still has 35 percent approval. Take a listen to this. Hello, David. I'm an astrologer. I've been on a TV show similar to oh, astrologer, not an astrologist. Sorry. Dragons then did Donald uh, Trump's astrology chart uh, years ago. I'm pretty accurate. Anyways, in your video, Trump approval plunges to lowest in a year. You were scared that still 30 some percent. Uh, approve of him. Yeah. Guess what? There's uh, in astrology. There's 30 degrees in each sign, and 10 degrees of them are always in uh, what's called cusp. Half of one sign, half of another. And 30 <laughs> percent of the calendar is in cusp. 30 percent of Trump supporters are uh, 
Trump has 30% of his party. They're all cusps. I guarantee you, they're all born around the 20, 21st, two, three days in between the 21st of the month. That's how you, uh, that's how 33% of the people still believe in Trump. Uh, because astrology, serious astrology charts, they're fooled by it. They're, they're uh, half of one sign, half of another, and they're confused. They're built in conflict. That's how it works. Yeah. I don't believe in any of that. Astrology is just not scientific. Even put aside the concept of people's personalities and lives being influenced by the position of planets when they were born. Um, most of the astrology charts aren't even actually accurate for the time that we were born. So like at its face, it doesn't make any sense. But I always love hearing an interesting voicemail. And so I appreciate it nonetheless, even though I don't believe in any of it. We have a great bonus show for you today. We are going to talk about Hurricane Ian. We are going to talk about Edward Snowden getting Russian citizenship from Vladimir Putin. And we will talk about the latest in the Matt Gates investigation. Charges likely not forthcoming, not forthcoming. Oh, the bonus show where you want to make money. Everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. All of those stories on today's bonus show. Sign up at joinpacman.com to get instant access.